Welcome to the Tenacious Woman Podcast, where our mission is to help women heal from abuse, discover their purpose, and impact others using the Tenacious Woman Hello there, lovely ladies, and welcome to the Tenacious Woman Podcast, where we focus on helping you heal discover and impact. I am so excited today. We are doing an interview with Miss Sarah and Sarah is a fellow survivor. And the reason we do interviews with survivors is because I want to show you hope, show you hope for healing, hope for success after what you've been through. And just really let me know that your story does not have to define who you are. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I think what you're doing is great and I'm excited to get to hear everyone else's stories as well. Awesome. Well, why don't you start with just telling us a little bit about you, what you've been through and why you can relate to, to women who have been abused or experienced trauma. Yeah. So I, um, I think my story really begins probably whenever I was little, but I'll, I'll backtrack it up to, um, in 2019, I, um, had gotten myself in an abusive relationship and I found myself, um, really at a loss for where I was in the time I was in. And as I was there, I just, you know, at that point, you don't know where you're going to go, what you're going to do. You feel trapped in the situation. You feel embarrassed to ask for any help um, from other people. And it feels almost sort of just hopeless and stuck. So um, in 2019, I did try um, to take my own life. And I would like to say that that was the bottom of, of the barrel, but it, it wasn't. Um, I think that the, the work I did afterwards really um, really showed me that I had a lot more to live for, but a lot more work to do. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so after 2019, I was still in that abusive relationship and I found myself pregnant at 25, um, completely financially dependent, um, stuck in a situation where I, I couldn't reach out and just terrified of, of, of where I was and what the future would look like for not only me, but my child. And it was rough. It was rough. And there had to be a lot of reevaluating. And the, as I started to reevaluate and get help, um, it triggered my abuser to want to basically keep, put, keep me in the place that he had had me. Mm-hmm. And as I started getting better, I went back to school. I, um, you know, like I, I was doing things that would better me and my baby and, and just different things. And there were just small triggers that he started to see that he was losing control. And I'd like to see like in an an abusive relationship, everyone's like, Oh, why did you stay so long? Oh, what were you doing? But it's, it's not so easy because you were taught things while you were there. And Mm -hmm. I mean, lies, they were lies, but still, nonetheless, we were taught those things. So the work that you put in is unteaching those things to yourself and then reteaching the truth to yourself. And after you start to get those base things and you remove yourself from that environment and you surround yourself with people that are telling you the truth 
and, and you're learning about your, you know, your new self because you're healing. Um, it's great. It, it becomes great. It, it's like an, it's a new life and God starts to show you, but basically like there's so much that you're still supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's sort of where I'm at now. I, um, I went through that work COVID happened right after my, my baby. And so basically it was like life pretty well stopped for me to figure out how to be a mother. And these zoom meetings basically made it so easy for me to start seeing like counselors and kind of seclude myself and start to like read more and affirm myself more to know that like, I'm not the only one that's ever been abused. Um, there is life after abuse. <laughs> there is like healing after, after it, you're not so broken that you're never going to do anything ever again. Yes. And, um, that it's not going to go away all at once either. Like that, that sort of black and white thinking, thinking like, oh, you know, I'm either I'm completely healed or I'm completely broken. I'm definitely not. I'm definitely a work in progress. Cause I, I can hear those things that he used to say to me still. I just know that they hold less value in my mind and less weight over my life basically. So, so I would like to say like, if anyone has gone through something like that, you're a work in progress. So give yourself grace as you, as you heal, because you're not going to be all okay all at once. <laughs> it's wow. not going to be like that. And you're going to be constantly learning for sure. And I am there. <laughs> I'm definitely there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that work in progress. It's great. It's a yeah. great thought to have. <laughs> I think too many times we, we focus on being perfect. And like you said, just the black and white thinking, either we are or we aren't, but yeah. there's this hole in between where we are working on it. <laughs> And little steps, like little steps are good. Like I found myself in the same situations and I knew what I normally would do, but like, I mean, like, say, if you tried to try to talk to me again, like, you know, I would cower or something like that. But then mm -hmm. I started to be like, you know what? I can't spend time with this. Like, you're not, you're going to talk to me civilly right now, or we're not talking at all. Like just small steps to where you, you get yourself like starting to take back that, that self-respect. And and it's just self-respect is a power, like it's a power for yourself. So, yeah. So you are out of that relationship now, correct? I am. Um, we have a daughter, so mm -hmm. there's, there's some co-parenting there. I am in a, in a weird spot with it all right now because, um, I, we have not done like the whole court deal because he is civil with her. Um, I am his trigger. So right. it is, it is a rough it can be rough sometimes still, but, um, thankfully I've got family that can sort of step in and be like, Hey, this is how you're not going to act sometimes. Um, and then boundaries, boundaries are the, <laughs> the best thing. And I didn't know them before. Um, but we're definitely learning harsher boundaries right now because, mm -hmm. um, he'll do the drive by thing and like knocking on my door when he's not invited and, um, different things like that. So that's, those are things that I've had to learn. Like, I can't be so passive. I'm going to have to like stand up for myself and be like, as bad as it, as it is, like, you're not allowed to be here and either you're going to leave or, um, I'm going to have to have to have you, someone make you leave. And mm -hmm. it usually gets through enough to where he can make a decision for himself. I mean, there has been a few times where we've had to, I've had to call someone to make him leave, mm -hmm. but 
but you have to have those harsher boundaries and it's, it's not easy and you don't want to ever hurt anyone or, or make anybody feel bad. But at the same time, like you have to respect yourself and your space and what you've got going on. Well, and you have to, you have to follow through mm -hmm. on the boundaries that you set every single time. Mm -hmm. In other words, and, and if you don't, otherwise is what I was trying to say. Otherwise, um, you know, if you sometimes follow through and sometimes don't, it's kind of like those psychology experiments, um, where it's like conditioning them. Right. So if you follow through every single time, you are conditioning them to expect this behavior, but when you don't follow through, they can't be conditioned. Therefore they think maybe this time will be the one time that she lets me do it. And so they just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep yeah. doing it. It is that thinking. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you keep following through, you are conditioning them to expect this response to this behavior. And then eventually it happens less and less. Yes. Yes. And those first steps are scary for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know how they're going to react. You don't know what they're going to do, but at the same time, you know that you have to do it for yourself because there is no other option. Yeah. Like you have to take back that can the control yourself space, your self-worth, because the more you stay, the more, the more the same it really is. So yeah, I had to, I had to learn all that and, and, and begin all that process. And I can say we're now in a place like my daughter and I had to move back in with my parents. Um, I got a new job and we uh, moved into a house. I'm now in college, um, for an entrepreneurship program to start my own business. Yay! Um, and so, yeah. And like, I've, I've been really thankful to have really good friends and, um, one staying with me right now. And it's just been, it's been an awesome experience because I have, it's opened my eyes to just so many things that I really, really, really value now that I may have valued a little bit before, but now it's like, gosh, that's what it's all about, Mm. you know? And so it's just been a good experience at the, at the processing end, you know, like I can't say the abuse was that great, but, um, (laughs) the, the healing part is, is rough, but at the same time it's raw and genuine and it's transforming and it's transforming in a good way. It is. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So I love that this is, is more fresh for you because it is. You know, when, you're, when you're kind of removed from it for several years, you kind of forget all of those, those little things that happened in the beginning. So, you know, because this is so fresh for you, what tool do you feel has, has helped you the most in your healing journey? So I would say my biggest tool is my counselor check-ins. So as, so after my car accident, they diagnosed me um, with a personality disorder. So I had to make a decision to go and and get that help to kind of heal those things that started it. And as, as I started to heal those things, I was checking in with counselors regularly. And it was a great bounce back because once you're in an abusive relationship, you're gaslighted so much that you are are struggling to figure out like, okay, did I really think that mm-hmm. or was I taught to believe that? Or am I living in this reality that I am still in like the abuse reality or like, have I grown out of that? Like I, it's, it's a, 
it's a weird shady area. And so sometimes if you can't trust your own thoughts, you have to be able to run those things by people and, and, and explain it out and be reaffirmed in what you're doing. And then those like being reaffirmed, those things turn into affirmations later. So once you learn those things and, and you're confirmed and like, okay, that's, I know, I know now, I know now, like there is that boundary, like that is wrong. This is abuse. I don't have to settle for it. Mm-hmm. And then like, whenever I wake up in the mornings, I have to tell myself in the mirror, like, okay, Sarah, like you're unapologetically you today. Like you are worthy of getting to spend the whole day in good standing in a good mood. Like you get to be happy today. Like you get to go do things today. Nothing is really bad today. Like, you know, things can happen, but you know, we're going to check back in tomorrow. Like, it's just knowing that there's constantly like security there because when, when you are in an abusive relationship or in an abusive situation, security is thrown out the window Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you have to you have to kind of check back in afterwards. Cause even when you're out of those situations, you're like calloused towards them and you're, you're kind of stuck there. And so like, I, I really did that. I wrote it on my mirror. <laughs> so whenever I checked in in the mornings, I was like, okay, you're going to be unapologetically you today. Um, and then I had some, some different affirmation books that I would like take little snippets out of. And I found the ones that are my favorites and And then sometimes I'd post them around the house because like, you have to be reminded my car is a big one. Like sometimes if I get anxious, I'll just repeat it out loud. Like, cause you have to kind of take, take it back, you know, like through speaking sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to hear it. Sometimes you need to feel yourself say it. Um, It's a lot of that for me. Um, And I know everyone heals different, but I I don't think that that could hurt for anyone, honestly, because um, human bodies, you know, we're like, we're flesh. We, we recognize by talking, we recognize by hearing. Um, so yeah, that, that really made a difference. Um, and then I would write out, like, if I got really anxious and I, I didn't know what to do, um, I would, I would write out those things and then write out, um, what I thought was, you know, triggering me to the point of being that anxious. And then I found myself looking back through those and, and seeing like, wow, those, those things don't make me anxious as they used to. And I've grown out of that. And that's how I can see progress. And you have to have those little wins. Like you have to know that you're making that progress. And that really is part of the change. Like, I, I, I truly think that. That's amazing. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Having counseling in the beginning is super helpful you know, even having a master's degree in social work, like you would think that I would recognize techniques that abusers use like gaslighting, but Mm -hmm. when you're in it, you're in it and you you don't recognize it. Like you seriously think you are losing your ever loving mind. (laughs) Yeah. That is really how it is. And I think it starts so subtle. Like you have to give yourself grace too, because I mean, it doesn't show up all at once. And like, you know, people talk about red flags. I mean, I think there are red flags sometimes, but you don't want to, you know, like cut someone short and be like, oh, ah, that wasn't really a red flag, I don't think, but that's how you get in those situations. So like communication is key. 
So like, if something bothers you from the get go, say you go out and meet someone and something bothers you from the get go, you could be like, you know, why did you say that just now? I think that resonated a little odd with me. And I'm just trying to figure, you know, what were your intentions with that? Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm not sure what that really means. Can you explain it for me? Because I, I, I'm not sure. And, and so like ex- having that communication with somebody and them explaining themselves helps, I think. Cause I, I can tell you right now, I did not do that. <laughs> I didn't. Um, and those reactions might be like more of your red flags. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 100% agree. <laughs> yep. So true. So how do you feel that what you've been through has really shaped who you are and what you are going into for your profession today? Yeah. So, so my, um, so I'm going to school, right. And I did take on a new job. I'm an HR manager for, um, a Papa John's, um, non-traditional business that I grew up with doing. And now, now I do their books and write their checks for them, which is so cool. Cause I don't have an accounting degree, but like I've worked my way up there and that was awesome. But I was like, man, you know, I really want to go back to school and I'd love to do something myself. So, um, I, think that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to have such a stable job and such a, um, like a flexible job with my toddler and school and working and just different things like that. If I hadn't learned the confidence that it took to come out Mm -hmm. of that relationship. So like, I had to know that like, I was worth it. Like I did know that business in and out. And I had to come back and be like, you know, I can do this. I can do this for you. Like I, that confidence came out of coming out of that situation, I truly think. And it's only grown from there. So like, I've learned how, how strong I am, even when I doubt myself, like just as, as women, even like I, we are so much stronger than what we think we are. And I learned that whenever I had my baby, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that I was capable of something like that. And so I went through that and, and went through it like fairly alone. And it was, I don't know, it was so empowering just to know that we were built, we were built that strong. We were built able to overcome things. And as much as we're, you know, said that we're so emotional and, and things like that, as much as emotion can be strength with a wise mind, I really do believe that. And so I think those things, those different things and those big wins, like going to school, getting into an entrepreneur class, different things taught me like, I can dream big and it's not out of reach. And so right now I'm in a, I'm in a different program. It's through Ivy tech and it's called the rise entrepreneurship program. And basically it's like a different um, school setting. You basically go from five 30 to nine 30 on one day a week. And they take you out into the community and meet business owners and you network and you pitch your idea and you run things by people. You learn how to speak and and public speaking and different things. And honestly, it has been so cool because you meet these people that you've admired and that you've wondered about, and you realize like they're people just like you. Mm -hmm. They're, they're people that have been through stuff too. And they have like come that full circle to where they've like made it out of those things. And they're taking what they've learned And they are putting it towards their businesses and that energy towards getting other places. And they recognize with that. So as like, I don't have my business yet, but as much as I've resonated with people who are having businesses and, 
and built those connections. And it's been really awesome. And it's just shown me that like, as, as, as far away from yet, as I still, my business plan is as close as I feel like I could be there because my mindset has gotten so much better. And I know that I'm capable now. And that's just a 180 from where I was whenever I was in that abusive relationship. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty crazy, but it's, it's a good, it's a good change. <laughs> Definitely. I, I see it all over your face as we're talking. Like, it's just amazing <laughs> to see your glow and your happiness. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so amazing. And I, that's why I love doing these interviews so that, you know, women can hear this. They can hear that there is life after, after they're out and that they don't have to be miserable anymore. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say, I, um, I talk with, um, a few people, like I have people over throughout the week and we talk a lot about this because I'm pretty boisterous about it. And, um, that abuse doesn't just happen in just like interpersonal relationships with, you know, like spouses or anything like that. Um, abuse can happen like in the workplace Mm -hmm. or, um, as you grew up, I think, (laughs) as much as work as I'd done towards this, um, interpersonal relationship with, with him, I realized I needed to heal my child, like my inner child, because there were things that I ignored with him that I feel like led to that, um, that I had become cows to through growing up Mm -hmm. and, and not saying that like our parents are to blame or any, you know, or anybody that was a part of any of that, but well, I think parents are all just trying to do their best. Mm -hmm. And I think it's inevitable that something has hurt you along the way. And I think, I think anybody can, can relate there, whether they've been through anything or not, just, just recognizing like things that happened to you when you were little or you were young, were not your fault and you were just learning. And I mean, that's a type of grace too. So, yeah. So as much work as I did, as much as I realized I needed to do, (laughs) and I'm still doing every day because that's what it's going to take. So yeah, just as a side note. (laughs) Yes, I definitely agree. We, I like to say that, you know, we do the best with the information that we had at the time. Yes. Yep. And our parents didn't have that information back then about how the way they treated their kids would affect them as they were growing up. And so even, even as we get out of the relationships, you know, when we, we have the kids and we look back at what we put our kids through, don't judge yourself and add shame and guilt onto that. You were doing the best with what you knew at the time. Now you're learning better. Now you can do better and you can heal any divides that have been created in the past. Right. And I think like, I know as for myself, as, as a kid with my parents, my parents were divorced and I only wanted to just hear the story. Like, okay, mom, this happened to you. How did you, how'd you handle it? How, how hard was it? How did you feel? Because those, those feelings are real and they're valid. And her story was recognizable with my story later on. Like, well, Sarah, I've been in spots where, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know yet. And there was some 
questionable times and it was a little <laughs> scary along the way and you had no idea because you were a baby but like we figured it out and and we did the best that we could and I think that that's that's all we really want to hear like you know we just want to be recognized and we want to be seen for what the situation was I think our kids are going to do the same thing like I'm, I'm sure that my daughter is going to be like wow mom what were we doing then where did we go? What did we do? And I just have to tell her like, well, <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing for a second, but <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it's just the true story. The true story. Yeah. Stories are great. And our kids need to hear our stories because that's how they can learn yes. from what we've been through. So don't hide, don't hide your stories. Real people with real problems. Yeah. No- it's exempt <laughs> so true yeah well it has been so amazing talking to you today thanks for sharing with us can you uh, share with the audience how they can find you if they want to connect with you after they listen okay so my name is sarah verheins um i'm on facebook that's probably the easiest way to connect with me Um, my social media is about to get a complete rebrand. Um, it's probably going to happen the second, um, week of January. So it should be done by the time this airs. Um, so Facebook, I'll have Instagram and uh, my Pinterest. I think I linked all those to you so you can, um, put them on there. And those are all easy ways to get a hold of me. Awesome. And ladies, those links will all be in the show notes. So if you want to connect with Sarah, be sure to head over to the show notes and click those links to follow her. Thank you again so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for having me, Misty. You're welcome. Hey there, lovely ladies. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you have experienced abuse and trauma in your past, I invite you to sign up for my free course, Heal, where I will be teaching you three steps to rapidly experience healing, take control of your life and business, and create financial independence for you and your family. Head on over to a tenacious woman dot com backslash heal to sign up today.